the College Planning Edge. Multiply your odds of getting into your dream college and get your hands on thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships. Brought to you by Lockwood College Prep, helping college-bound families get the edge in college admissions, financial aid, scholarships, and test prep. This episode brought to you by Lockwood Inner Circle. That is a, a membership that Pearl and I created because we hear it all the time from parents that they're not getting everything they need from their guidance counselors. The fact of the matter is, is that you begin building that body of work, or your child does, from ninth grade forward, maybe even earlier, because every class, every extracurricular, every summer opportunity, etc., that all goes into that body of work that will ultimately be summarized in a closing argument, the college applications, three and a half years later. So we created the Lockwood Inner Circle membership because so many parents have no idea what they should be doing and when they should be doing it. Timelines, deadlines, you name it. Also, the membership includes a double secret tool that we use to help predict chances of getting in to your dream colleges and everywhere else you're applying, as well as the odds of winning fat, juicy, merit, and need-based financial aid offers. It's a privately available tool that's proprietary, and it was developed by someone really high up in the, uh, on the totem pole at a, an elite Ivy League institution and someone who was actually very deeply involved with the College Board back in the good old days. So it's all available to you at LockwoodInnerCircle.com. Podcast listeners get 50% off of this membership by using the coupon code PODCAST when they check out. Please enjoy the show, and if you like what you hear, we wouldn't mind if you gave us a glowing review on Apple Podcasts. Go for five or six stars, maybe seven stars, whatever you can do. It's kind of a shameless uh, request, but you know what? It helps our reach and get through to other parents. So I would appreciate it. So would Pearl. She doesn't know I'm asking you to do this, so let's just keep that between us. <laughs> uh, enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Okay, welcome to another episode of the College Planning Edge. Pearl and Andy Lockwood. Actually, Pearl is here on this episode because we're recording this very, very early in the wee small hours of the morning before everyone awakens in our house. Good morning, Pearl. How are you? Good morning, Andy. I'm well, and you, And how are you? I'm good. I'm enjoying the delicious cup of coffee that you engineered. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. So um, this happens really almost every day. We start talking about stuff family, you know, politics, whatever. And then we start talking about various things happening in our business. Today was, I guess, sort of a continuation of a topic about a particular client that's been ongoing uh, sporadically over the last, I guess, month and a half, possibly. Right. And um, each time I'd said something like, God, I wish we were recording this. So now we actually finally are, thanks to our brand new mobile podcasting unit. <laughs> so um, why don't you, uh, obviously we're not going to use names here, sure. but this is, I guess, uh, I would file this under the category of um, sticking your college head in the sand and um, fighting against the stream, uh, swimming against the stream. So why don't you um, take us back in time to when you first got to know this client and the list of schools that um, you were sending financial aid forms to because Pearl pre perform, uh, prepares all the financial aid forms in our practice. So she gets to see where everyone applies each year and 
you always have some insight. So yes, go well, back in time, roll it back, <laughs> rolling it back. Okay. Well, let me first point out that uh, some of our clients hire us for many things, and some people retain us uh, just for some of the many things that we that we can do. Um, one of those such things is our forms prep service, where we prepare all financial aid forms, etc. And in, in such an engagement, we are not involved in picking the schools for the, for the client. Uh, they just come to us at the point in time with their list of schools in hand and with their various financial documents, et cetera, and we take it fa face value, sort of, uh, that they've done their due diligence on the schools that they're picking and that they have a reasonable shot of getting into at least you know, a handful of the schools. Everyone, of course, as you know, you, you, you have a handful of your reach schools, your target schools, and your safety schools, and, and you go along like that. And hopefully you can be surprised, perhaps get into a reach school or two, and or whatever. But anyhow, going back to the case at hand, this is someone who came with their list of schools and was applying early decision to, am I allowed to say schools? Of yeah. course, I think it's important. Okay, so to Vanderbilt. Early decision to Vanderbilt with uh, many others, about 15 other schools on the list, all almost equally as competitive and difficult to get into with uh, low admit rates as Vanderbilt, but low and dropping. Low and dropping, and maybe there were two or three schools that were like a notch below the Vanderbilt level. Such as? Such as Villanova, Binghamton, and uh, Tulane, okay. for example. So anyhow, we put the forms in on time and everything, and unfortunately, a couple weeks later, we learned uh, that, unfortunately, the student was rejected uh, at early decision from Vanderbilt. And it was you know, a real shock to the family and a real bummer and disappointment, understandably. Um, were you shocked? I was shocked only because there was a certain amount of credibility that I always afford anybody who I'm speaking with at, at the get-go, and, and I, you know, it's always a crapshoot. And um, you know what? now I'm shocked. At that you. I, why? <laughs> By you, <laughs> giving giving every <laughs> every client the, the credibility. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, well, you start off that way with a. Hopefully, you give everyone a certain amount of credibility at at an outset of a relationship until they begin to either um, enforce that credibility with you or detract. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. But in this case, this is you know a nice, seemingly reasonable family. Very, yeah. honestly, yep. um, didn't seem to have their head in the clouds. But anyway, but 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 look, Vanderbilt is extremely competitive, and there are many, many, many qualified candidates with equal grades and scores. So what and there were next? only so many spots. Yes. Anywho, so time went on, and now a few weeks later we learned that the student was actually deferred from two of the, what I was considering, his easiest schools on his list. Wait a minute, I think you're skipping some stuff because I think what happened next was they added some more schools, didn't they? A few more, but they were equally as difficult to get into. Well, that's, okay, that's, so that's then, right, okay, 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 sorry, so sorry. So then, right, so they, so they 
he gets rejected from um, Vanderbilt, and at that point, the knee-jerk reaction was, okay, add school X, Y, Z, but they were what all schools? equally as yeah. competitive. University of Virginia and um, Dartmouth was right. one, and Notre Dame was another. Okay, so these right. were the other schools that I'm now adding, and I'm kind of scratching my head, well, thinking, well, how is this going to help the cause? Are you, you are you a masochist? I mean, a sadist? Do you, wait, which one? <laughs> well, Sorry, folks. Not my area of expertise. But that's, that's when I was, when we were having that discussion a few weeks ago, you were like, why are they adding even harder schools exactly. to, to get into? This is cr crazy. This, this is not a defensive move. It's like literally the definition of crazy. Yeah. It, it's without any s sense. And to what end are you doing this? Because you want to just continue this crapshoot uh, that's now likely going to end you up with more rejection. So, so in other words, I didn't get into my top choice hard school by early decision. Therefore, I'm going to add harder schools to get into regular decision. And it's almost as if it's like a fierce denial of their of Vanderbilt's decision. Like you got it wrong, so I'm going to see that the rest of these equally difficult schools will get it right, and we'll show you because mm -hmm. I I should go to one of these schools. Okay. Maybe. Anyhow. So. Okay, you know, I'll happily add, you're the client. These are the schools you're applying to. Add them to the list. Fine, fine. Do you say anything about why you're doing this or um, at gently? Gently at that juncture, I'm just, you know, consoling the client about the rejection and suggesting we still have a whole year ahead of us and there's plenty of time to add additional schools. Because this is mid-December? Yeah, okay. this is right. Um, okay, so these were this was it, and uh, my suggestion went, you know, unheeded. And this week, the student learned that he was deferred from Tulane and um, Villanova. Villanova, both of which are, I would consider, a lot less competitive than Vanderbilt. But increasingly, but increasingly competitive, for sure. And protective of their yields. Exactly. Um, so the mother, understandably, was devastated for her child and doesn't is scratching her head, is seeking um, my counsel as to why, why did this happen, what is the likelihood, once you're deferred, of getting in uh, to, to those schools, even though those weren't even his first choices. Those are probably his last choices on his list of very competitive schools. Um, and, you know, she doesn't understand. She thinks her kid's a rock star. She, you know, he's all that. What's happening? It's, a, it's an utter disbelief. Um, and I said, well, you know, I, want, I, my, I believe my job, part of my job is to what I consider tether people to reality. Because the, the further away you go from reality, the harder the march back <laughs> to reality it is. And that's uncomfortable, and I like to spare any of us I in the human race any kind of discomfort to the extent that I can. It's nice of you. I try. I try. On behalf Certainly of the people that I'm involved with. On behalf of the human race. <laughs> thank you. So, you know, gently, I, I it, it, look, it is not a fair process. It is not a meritocracy. Andy and I have spent many time discussing this fact, but... I mean, you can deny 
that the process the process is this way and put your head in the sand well i, th I think the other thing is um i mean that's all true the, i think the other thing is that um, a lot of people rightfully you know think very highly of their kids and they may be um you know standouts at their own particular high school and their own you know narrow band of the uh, college universe but then when they are compared against thousands if uh, tens of thousands close to 80 or 90,000 depending on the school you're applying to of kids who look substantially identical on paper then it gets a little bit harder to distinguish them and these uh, every school that you mentioned has tens of thousands of kids who are great students applying and then it comes down to okay what else you got Sometimes that stuff you can't control, like race and ethnicity and whether your parents went there and things like that. Other times it's stuff that you can control, such as your extracurricular activities. And you know, we had no idea about anything really in, in this particular student's background because we were working with them only on the financial process, not the college advising process. But usually it's never just one thing that gets someone in or gets someone deferred or rejected. It's this you know combination of factors and... Uh, a lot of times parents and kids, are they're, they're too close to it. They're myopic about it. They, they only can focus on them and maybe a few of their peers at their own high school. But they're competing with kids all over the world and tens of thousands of kids. That's right. And, and their emotions are running high, understandably. And it, it, it's very sensitive. Nobody wants to see their kids hurting. Uh, however, you, you, that is okay, and there is some time that can be spent indulging that. However, you, one should quickly um, adjust and make another plan before it's too late. As opposed to ratcheting up and going for more Ivy and other super hard schools. Exactly. And, you know, the other psychological part of this process that I think is important, and I, I also mentioned to this client um, you don't want to give your personal power away or your child's personal power away to any one of these name brand institutions or any place or any, you know, the operative factor. Or any, how about anybody, this faceless, nameless exactly. group of people who are judging you who you'll never meet the rest of your, li your life. Exactly. The thing to, you know, if, if and let's assume your, your son or daughter is all that and more, that doesn't cease simply because a particular institution did not admit them. There is, there are 4,000 colleges out there, many of which have a baseline requisite amount of terrific offerings of education, and it is the student that is the operative factor that can go to any one of these institutions and avail themselves of the benefits of that institution or not. And it is, we always say, well, it, you know, you may, or, or with a job, okay, we can introduce you, make the connection, but what you do on the other side, it's all up to you. And that, that holds true for college as well. Don't give all your power away and, and your definition away to an institution. That does not define you. Um, well, it's also, you know, they're looking at their peers, you know, many of, of which, or of whom are getting into places that they were also striving for. And, you know, we're always conditioned not just in high school but to, you know to rank ourselves and to compare ourselves to others so I, so I get that whole thing but what you know the the, the, uh, the the impetus I guess to you know to feel that way but yeah there's very little difference in quality of education at virtually every one of these schools they all have the same textbooks a lot of the professors at smaller schools that people have never heard of are 
um, refugees from more prestigious, you know, rear window sticker college faculties and all that. <laughs> so it's never really about the uh, the education. It's about the perception. It's about, exactly. like, you know, what car do you drive, what clothes do you wear, things like that. And, and where you go to college can be just an extension of all that. Absolutely. That's totally, totally true. But I think you t- if you tell a, a mom or a kid that who's going through it, you know, it's debatable whether they're going to hear it. Yes, but. Yes, but. Yeah. I know, but. So you try, which, which is great. I tried. And in this, in this case, I, while I am acknowledging all of her un- legitimate feelings, uh, you know, as this is happening to her son, who undoubtedly has worked very hard for his grades, for his scores. I, you know, I'm sure he's a very strong student, a great kid, who probably could be very successful at any of these places. However, again, it doesn't mean or translate that he's going to gain admission. In any case, well, at this can I just precipice, in, can I just sure. Interject. What 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 you're just what you're saying is very important because there's a difference between whether you can do the work there successfully and whether you can get in. The two totally separate totally things. Totally different. Yes. Um, and just to ex- expand on that, the fact that uh, you know, assuming everything that you're saying is right, that, that any kid who's a hard worker who tries you know really hard in school, who um, you know prepares excessively for the standardized tests and all that, they're going to be successful no matter where they go. G- generally speaking, I mean that's actually. Um, substantially proven by studies that track where kids go and how they perform in high school, where they go to college, whether it's an Ivy League or a regular school, and then how much they earn, you know, five, ten years out of college. Is this Would this be a good time to mention Rachel, who was number one in our law school class? It's <laughs> um, always a good who, time. Who I beat my Ivy League Tuchus and, and, and your Wesleyan one? Yeah. She absolutely. graduated from Queens College, and she was number one in our law school class. Yeah, she kicked our butts every exam. She sure did. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, right. Man is, well, aside. yay, Rachel. Well, matters matters where you finish, right? And, and right. she probably didn't go to Queens College because um, she couldn't get in anywhere. Um, I'm speculating it's probably because of cost. Right. And she probably got a full scholarship, you know. Yes. And um, I'm sure she's a very successful attorney. I have no w- doubt. W- yeah, I haven't heard about her in a while. <laughs> um, so how how could all this been avoided? Well, we are still. In you know, in 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 the middle of the we're in the middle of the road here. All is not lost. So pull over to the side. Pull over, right? Pull over to the side. And it, what I was, you know, in as I was saying, I was emotionally comforting this family, and you know, it is a bummer. And you can you have a choice. You are at a crossroad at this point. You can wallow in it, and you can slide down a cactus tree and put additional competitive or more competitive schools on your list just to continue down this black hole or you still have an op well when you're sliding down a cactus tree it's not comfortable it's not the way you're supposed to go are there cacti in black holes (laughs) i'm just i'm just talking about two different analogies here i know you're mixing i'm trying to illustrate my point i think you're mixing metaphors i might be if you want to split hairs artistic license here funny see okay so we are still you know in in the middle of the process and all is not lost there are application deadline dates that have not yet come and gone for for some schools um so i strongly encouraged while comforting this family to apply to additional schools to increase the likelihood that this student gets in someplace. Because at this point, I personally have some concerns based on the student's list, based on what's happened thus far about 
his likelihood of gaining admission anywhere based on the rest of the schools on his list. So if, if we were going back in time and having this conversation at the outset, we meaning you and the mom, mm -hmm. would you have been a little more um, aggressive? I mean, she didn't hire us for college advisors, right? right? So to this day, so, I, so, I don't so even know what the students' grades and scores right. are. So, so to me, a, a lot of this sounds easily avoidable. And I, I'm Absolutely. Not, and, and once we wrap this up, I'll tell you another quick story about someone I did work with as a college advisor who's going through something not as severe, but similar. What I, what again, okay, so what, what, what struck me, so here, you know, I'm, I'm gently trying to encourage uh, her to encourage her son to apply to additional schools, et cetera, because, you know, how, sh while I'm being questioned, what is the likelihood that my son is going to gain admission or as a deferred candidate? And that would be slim. I, s and I gently tried to say, not that likely. And What's this gentle side of you well, that, I don't, that I don't ever <laughs> see at home. And <laughs> I think your son needs to consider and apply to additional schools to round out his list. And which you would think would be sort of staring them in the face as Captain Obvious. I, I would. And unfortunately, though, mm -hmm. you know, some people um, get stuck mm -hmm. and find it difficult to move off of a path and a course that they are on. You describing you or me? Describing human beings. Okay. <clears throat> and her response to me with that was, "But he, <laughs> he yeah. already applied to sixteen schools." But 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 right. But but I said, "Okay, but if you're applying to sixteen schools that are going to all reject him, right? Eek, I'd rather see you apply to twenty with four of them that will accept him." Yeah, I think my response <clears throat> would have been, "So how's that working for you?" Right. So um, my immediate feeling was I, I have an image of a, an ostrich with their head buried hard in the sand, not willing to acknowledge or see anything that's happening around them while their ass is hanging out in the world, uh, going to be experiencing reality at some point sooner or later. And you can keep your head in the sand or you can pick your head up and you can deal with the facts and reality as it is and tr and triage your situation and and get off your poor course of action don't stay stuck and deal with your circumstances as is it's not too late it doesn't have to be april and you get rejected from everywhere and now what now you're into a forced gap year mm -hmm. that could have been avoided if that wasn't what your intention was i'm not putting it down gap years no, at all but if it's not your plan that could have been the, sometimes those are the best outcomes definitely yeah. yes yeah. but i Ironically. have i have years ago actually she's now a senior in college same case again i we were just hired for forms prep and i didn't know anything about the candidates grades or scores or likelihood of admission in, in the schools that she applied to and unfortunately, it came, it came April, and this poor mother said to me, she didn't get in anywhere. It was awful. I mean, it was really sad. I felt terribly for this family. And she, and in a knee-jerk reaction. Did you, sorry, you saw ahead of time the college list, and did you have any suspicions that there was a train coming? Not in this case. Okay. <clears throat> in fairness, this was not a very competitive student. Yep. Um, but I knew nothing about the likelihood, but right. it was not even a kid who was overreaching or anything. Just <clears throat> applied to schools that were, I guess, out of uh, her reach, and she 
it was April. I mean, it was really, it was the end of the line, and she had to just in a knee-jerk reaction, pick a school that she could still, like, go to and start at in the fall. And who want it? You know, college, it's one of the biggest investments. Your house, your college education, it's right up there with, with the de- many, sometimes more than what people pay uh, in a down payment on a house or even a house altogether. To, to knee-jerk that decision, people spend more time buying cars or, or, or picking a place to go to dinner. Unfortunately, anyway. Were you ordering at dinner? That's for sure. <laughs> Folks at home, can it be doesn't canceled. have to be this way. Is the, is the point? Yeah, you can know it. You have an idea what that's on the menu first before you decide. What? Oh, you're talking about the college stuff? Yeah, that again. Okay. So, um, you know, the uh, the thing that strikes me about this is that not that this is a newsflash, but we're we're substantially irrational creatures, and um, we you know we make decisions based on emotion not logic that's certainly nothing new uh it's an axiom at this point i think um so when i work with um kids one-on-one on college advising i'm trying to avoid this we call this what pro admissions armageddon nice and um one of the tools that we use besides common sense and you know trying to be persuasive is um a pretty cool privately available software that um, compares each kid against everyone that the school admitted the previous year uh, across across the globe, across a bunch of different categories, not just grades and scores, so it's more accurate. You know, It's not 100% accurate, but it's like 90%. Anyway, um, what it does is it evaluates your chances of getting in. So I was working with a particular client also who shall re- remain anonymous, and um, he did ultimately, you know, we went back and forth on whether... He should apply uh, early decision to school A, which was an Ivy League school that was you know, super hard to get into, one of the top three, and uh, versus applying early decision to school B, which was a lower Ivy, but a lot better chances of getting in. And the issue was, okay, well, school A is my dream school, so um, I don't want to have any regrets about not giving it my all. School B is also a great school. I'd be very happy there. Um, and so it's a more strategic, safer use of my early decision chit, so to speak. And we went back and forth with that. that that's typically the um, typically the the dilemma, I guess. So ultimately, uh, he went for school A, and um, and, and I'll just say, qualification-wise, um, not valedictorian, not perfect SAT scores. Uh, but very strong, but not really that caliber, mm-hmm. uh, the caliber of student mm-hmm. that gets in or even re- rejected from school A, um, even with various you know attributes and hooks like are you a recruited athlete, that type of stuff, and, and this kid wasn't. So didn't definitely not a slam dunk. Our software um, predicted a 2 to 12% chance of getting in. Okay. Not that high. <laughs> right. That 2 to 12%. So... Um, but he did, you know, so much, su- such hustle, such drive, and and I said, you know, periodically, what I said earlier in this this uh, this podcast today, I said, you know, listen, you're going to be successful no matter where you go because you see yourself as belonging in that echelon, and you hustle, and your extracurriculars are amazing, and your commitment, all this, you know, and and the response was, you know, thank you, yes, you know, but that's not what they want to hear, but I meant it, and I think they know it too. 
So, uh, they meaning mom mm-hmm. and, and the kid. <laughs> so um, anyway, so then uh, the inevitable happens. Decision day comes around, and um, he gets deferred, not rejected, and they are shocked. Mm-hmm. They can't believe it. You know, because otherwise, very smart people are looking at math numbers that would ordinarily they would understand those statistics if it weren't applying to them personally. They back when we were having this debate and all looking at the same data with eyes wide open, it was clear that two to 12 percent. Right. But then I think the difference between understanding something, you know, rationally versus emotionally is is, is Vast. Again, circling back. Yeah. Circling back to what. I was saying earlier, that's what what was happening here. And, you know, it was like the end of the world, uh, such disbelief. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't talk to the kid right away, but um, I spoke to the mom the next day. I was like, look, you know, I don't know if you remember, but, and then we, you know, I, I, I sent a snapshot, a, a screenshot of my, you know. Numbers uh, don't uh, lie. My, my email, I said, look, you know, you know, this was the whole debate, whether... You know, where where he should go, w- the lower one or the or the upper Ivy, and where where he should put in, put in his or the or hat in the ring, and um, and and then she was sort of like, oh yeah, I remember, yeah, we kind of, you know, didn't really remember that. We kind of did willful blindness on those statistics. And I was thinking, yeah, we you probably didn't remember because we talked about it seventeen times. <laughs> I didn't want to remember. Right, right, right. So, um, and I don't, I don't know if that means that um, he would have done anything differently back when he was deciding where to go. Early decision, because it's diff- and I'll be totally. It's f- like it's like I'm sorry. It's just reminding me of like a teenage girl. Sorry, I'm probably going to offend everybody who's involved in a relationship, and all her little girlfriends are like, you know, he's not good to you. You know, you should leave him. <laughs> Sorry. Well, to me, the, the to me as an advisor, the dilemma is the dilemma is well, okay, look, that's the dream college. That's the one that he or she is dying to get into. Um, I don't want to burst bubbles, but what I say is sort of what I outlined before is like, look, th- this is your as best as I can predict, which again is not a hundred percent accurate, but it's pretty accurate. Um, your chances of getting in there. Do you want to roll the dice there and use up your chit? For early decision, or do you want to go to an equally great school that you would love and has everything you're looking for, including the prestige and the rear window sticker appeal, <laughs> and you have a 39% chance or whatever it is of of getting in? Um, you know, what do you think is the more strategic move, or what's going to make you happier and not feel like you know you, not ha- have you have any re- regrets? Is it um, you know what you're facing is the sting of not getting in somewhere um, that you you know that, that and using that early decision shit versus um, also now not getting into the lower Ivy school because you didn't go early decision. So that may I don't know what's going to happen yet because it's still early in the cycle, but that's really likely at this point and I'm nervous about it for them. Yes, of course. Well, and then th- and the other th- the other thing people need to be aware of when they are in this process, it is a it is a almost like a living organism the process. It is ever changing as the year progresses. The other you have you have to keep your eye on on in you have to keep your eye on the ball. Well, let's see. I'm trying to say you have to 
keep your your eye on the ball in many directions. Your eye um, on the cactus. Your eye on the cactus on and the, the slope. Hole. Right. Okay. What I am actually trying to say is in your fall semester of your senior year, that is not a time to take your foot off the, the academic gas. Whoa, so whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, yet another analogy. You're talking about something totally different. This is... All right. Speaking about yet another factor that mm. can come into play when your admissions decision is hanging in the balance. Hmm. Are you suggesting that happened here? It's I am no, I don't know what has happened okay. because I don't know what the results of her fall semester of her senior year uh, was. So, or his, or his, or anyone's. Um, but I know that in years past we have seen admissions decisions turn on mid-semester fall senior grades. We have seen schools that are in the face of judging so many students with similar grades and scores for these fewer spots than there are candidates applying. Uh, we have seen these schools reach out to the guidance counselors of these candidates and seek their fall semester grades or even their mid-fall semester grades just to first see quarter. first quarter to see are they holding their own maybe when they think they're not, no longer, that is not part of the body of work that they're being judged? Many people think it's just the first through third year years of high school. Um, but we have seen maybe in that fall semester if perhaps the senior is does not keep it up to the same level or exceed that same level, they can get rejected just based on that fall semester performance or the lack of performance. Well, that's a good point. You've expanded the scope of this discussion. <laughs> You've escaped the gravity of the black hole that was pulling <laughs> us closer and closer to wrapping this episode <laughs> tightly <laughs> where we started. Okay. And that's one of your superpowers, expansiveness. I try. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I think this is a good place to wrap. Okay. Um, because uh, it's, look, I think... What we were both describing is endemic, it is so widespread, and I really feel like it's it's easily avoidable. And it starts with breaking free of the myopia and, um, and, and understanding that there's a bigger picture than just how great you feel about your kid's particular academic standing at that high school. People parents, kids, guidance counselors have to understand the true competition and also the factors that go into being evaluated f as a candidate and it's way beyond grades and scores. A lot of times it's uh, you know the stuff that you can't control which I mentioned before like ethnicity but it's also whether you're demonstrating interest you know I, I'm I'm deeply suspicious that a lot of times when kids don't get into Tulane or Villanova or other schools. It's it's it could be because they did not convince those schools that they were indeed their number one chance. Their Something number one other choice. than their safety school. Right. Because when you look at a kid who's Ivy caliber who also applies to Tulane, uh, if you're an admissions officer at Tulane, you're thinking, okay, obviously we're not the first choice here. We don't want to waste a spot on whether uh, on admitting this kid because um, that's going to hurt our what's called the yield the ratio of kids who are admitted versus who actually matriculate and that's vital to every college 
So there's other factors beyond just you know how great your your, your son and your daughter is. That's that's what I'm saying. So if you want any more information on how to build a winning college game plan, we have a lot of that on our uh, on our website LockwoodCollegePrep.com, and um, we also have this um, new membership called the, the Inner Circle, which gives you access to the tool that I was describing that helps avoid admissions Armageddon and helps you get into, you know, we think a good goal is getting into approximately 70% of the schools that you apply to. And that is at LockwoodCollegePrep.com um, and LockwoodInnerCircle.com. Did you know mm. we own that URL, Pearl? I did not. Well, congratulations. Many things. I'm going nice to check it you. out. Yeah. Okay. All right, Pearl, let's get back to um, our coffee. Okay. All right. And, uh, and everyone listening, thanks for listening, and have a great day. Hi, this is Andy Lockwood. Don't forget to visit our website, LockwoodCollegePrep.com, for some more free, valuable information on how you can multiply your chances of admission to your dream colleges and qualify for thousands or tens of thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships along the way. Visit LockwoodCollegePrep.com for information on our free upcoming workshops and webinars and to download a copy of our number one best-selling book, How to Pay Wholesale for College. That's LockwoodCollegePrep.com. Bye-bye.